Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this, my friends, is a Force Center podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsock. I'm Joseph Scrimshaw, and normally I would be saying this is our news and cues episode, but this week it's just the cues. That's right, we're just doing uh, the questions, and it's all my fault. Unlike uh, Han and Lando, who like to say it's not my fault, I'm saying it is totally my fault. Uh, so I'm going to be out of town on the day that we normally record doing a quick fun uh, vacation with my wife and we needed to record ahead of time a little bit so we don't know what the news is it's a mystery as we're recording but we wanted to get this episode out so this episode will be just the cues when big news breaks we'll either catch up next week or if if needed we'll do some special episode right ken absolutely if we need to talk about finn the tv series or ray's jedi academy coloring books we will do it (laughs) Absolutely. If they put out coloring books, I'm canceling my vacation. (laughs) Turn around. Come home. (laughs) I will happily come home. But I'm excited to talk the cues because we got some great ones this week. 
Got some great ones. Before we get to that, we always want to remind you today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash four center. Over 180,000 titles and growing to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. And right here, right now, we are going to recommend Out of the Shadows by Justina Ireland. We are. We've been getting those questions. We're going to take a deep dive and a deep look at that book, part of the High Republic era. So get ready to dive in with us by checking out an audio book and downloading a free one today at audibletrial.com slash four center. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash four center for your free audio book. But Joseph, we're not done serving up some offers. No, not at all. We're serving up this one, Inside Editions. They are a publisher of a ton of great Star Wars and other pop culture books. Inside Editions is offering 35% off across their website with a special four-center code. To get your discount, you can enter the coupon code FC35, or you can visit the website with this link, insideeditions.com slash discount slash FC35. This week, we are recommending the Inside Editions book, Secrets of the Jedi. Do they like tacos? Is that one of the secrets you'll find out? Get the book to find out. Check it out with that code FC35 or again with that link that uses FC35. That is it, Ken. Check it out. Check it out. Star Wars and li- or Life Adventures. This is going to be different as, as well, too, because you're on a life adventure right now. As as people are listening, you are uh, traveling around. So what's going on right now? Yeah, here's what's going on. Uh, because we're out of our normal system, I forgot to pre-think of any actual life adventures. <laughs> <laughs> so how's that for a life adventure? You know, I'll tell you just the general life adventure, and I think a lot of people uh, are experiencing it, is just being very, very busy, not necessarily in that way that, you know, sometimes you're like, I, I have so many important things to do. I just think that, like, so many different parts of life seem to be coming at everybody I know from, you know, family stuff to do I take this vacation? Do I go, uh, you know, a lot of people we know, do we go to this convention? Do we do this? Do we do that? I feel like every day is 17 days, 17 short days in one day. That's kind of my life adventure right now is trying to find uh, being centered and balanced uh, like a good Jedi during these days that you get pushed and pulled 8,000 different directions. Yeah. 17 days in one is a, it sounds like a Springsteen song we've, we, we, we need, <laughs> uh, but about, uh, about the, the choices. Yeah. You're just, you're so right. Being hit from all angles, family stuff, family, uh, you know, pain, healing. Uh, and again, just the idea of we're still in the situation of, you know, I, 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 okay. I'm vaxxed. I'm masked. I'm going to go out, but my friend got sick. Oh, what do I do? Like <laughs> a lot of choices every day. And sometimes, my Star Wars adventures that just want to sit on the island with Luke still. Yeah, exactly. So, I, yeah, I'm going to my mental Luke uh, Octo Island. That was my, my only actual Star Wars adventure, I guess, that uh, uh, I've mentioned in the past that uh, I am lucky to live at the base of the Hollywood Hills. I do not live, nor could I financially probably ever live in the Hollywood Hills. Uh, <laughs> but they're in, they're an easy walk. And right now there's a nice vista. They're going to build a house right on the vista, so it's going to be gone. Uh, but it was that sometimes I feel like this is my Star Wars adventure. That's my uh, kneeling like Qui-Gon before I, I have a, a conflict mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. is to walk up there and just look out at the vista of uh, not scum and villainy, <laughs> uh, of uh, parking tickets and ambition uh, that is Los Angeles. And, and that, that always centers me. And I feel like Luke on the island. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, me as well. And, and this is not going to be the first time. You and I both actually have, um, you're coming out of a period of travel. You're in a period of travel. I'm going into some travel. So, uh, Four Center fans, we always appreciate your support. Uh, we also appreciate your flexibility 
on uh, when we get to big news items or big discussions. So uh, that's that's also a Star Wars adventure. It's our fourth set of friends, compassion and empathy for our journeys. Yes, thank you for having empathy for our strange schedule sometimes. Uh, with that, Ken, any, any other thoughts before we get into our cues? Ooh, no, we got some good cues. Let's dive in. Yeah, we got some from Twitter and some from our patrons on Patreon. If you're wanting to put in a question, uh, I have it pinned, our latest question prompt on Twitter. It is pinned at the top of our our page is our first tweet, so you can check it out there if you want to submit a question on Twitter. And if you are a patron on Patreon, every uh, couple months or so, we put out a specific request for questions, and you can go uh, ask there as well. It really helps to have them all in the same place. That's where these come from. We're going to start first on Twitter with a question from Gaz. Uh, Gaz says, hello there. What do you think? Oh, I'm sorry. That was an Obi-Wan hello there. Hello there. Hello there to you. What do you think became of Vader's tie advanced following a new hope Vader Marvel 2015? Additionally, do you think that they considered having Ben find it on the remains of the second Death Star instead of the tie scout? I love the rise of Skywalker and wouldn't change it though. So that's great. Two questions in one. First, let's talk about what happened uh, to Vader's tie. So Ken, I, I did some Wikipedia Okay. And Wikipedia has the last canon event that, that we know of happening to Vader's tie advanced X1 is uh, from Lost Stars, where Vader was adrift in the debris field of the destroyed Death Star 1, and he was uh, picked up by Sienna Ree and another character in the novel Lost Stars. Um, I don't have personally any recollection of it being dealt with in the Vader Marvel comic, but it's been a while since I read that. So I just wanted to start with that canon clearing the deck. Do, do you have any other canon uh, memories or information that I do not? No, I, I yeah, I, I vaguely remember something in, in the Marvel stuff. I, again, I, I think we we definitely trust guys here, but it's like yeah, you're there's so much stuff that I, I was this morning was like I don't know where that ends up, just in terms of of uh, canon plot points. So uh, great research there, Joseph. Uh, that's about the time I think it's you know that era is where the last time I I, I would say we've seen it, right? Yeah, yeah. So unless Wikipedia is letting me down, if it's in the Vader Marvel comics, I don't think any sort of definitive fate has happened to it, uh, which is, I think, where this great question comes in. So what do you think became of Vader's ship? I, I, this sounds like I'm, I'm trying to be cute or, or, or silly answer, but I, I think it's in some person's collection somewhere. Uh, and I think if, if we need to have a pop up, probably in a Charles soul comic, cause that he seems to be the one that's like, Oh, this is collectible from, <laughs> you don't even know from how Republic yet, but it's there. Uh, Afra is always out there getting things too, right? And you and I have talked often about, can we just do a straight up Indiana Jones style, uh, Star Wars adventure with some archeologists Afra or, no, or another one gathering things up and trying to keep it out of the hands of evil, uh, who would use it again for wrong. So maybe the tide vents, is out there somewhere. Um, I, I, you know, because I don't think he would have brought it to the second Death Star, you know, <laughs> if, if he had it by then. I used to, and I used to daydream about this as a kid. This is a question I've asked myself for years too. Why wouldn't he have just flown around with that? Why did he need the Superstar Destroyer? I don't know. I don't know. But I, I just I imagine it just slipped out of everyone's mind and is somewhere. Yeah, I, I think there, the reason that I'm kind of kicking myself that I didn't didn't have time, truly did not have time to, to more deeply research if it what's what's going on with it in the Marvel comic uh, is because the Marvel comics done a good job with lots of other ships mm-hmm. of what gets saved, what gets used for emotional purposes or clandestine purposes. There's a lot with the, the Naboo ship. 
so I think those comics have got me in the frame of mind of how Vader feels about his vehicles, how Palpatine <laughs> manipulates Vader with any physical object he can. And that thing's a prototype, right? Uh, right, right. And it's also a symbol of Vader being like, yeah, I don't want to just be the commander. I want to get out there and do things and take care of things myself, right? Um, and we never see him, uh, you know, he, he's he's walking the bridges. Um so I wonder if there's a an attachment that this prototype is uh, a failure, you know, mm. so that uh, and I, I know in canon, especially in Legends, there's been some what did it prototype all that. Um, but I like the idea that maybe, you know, Vader gets rescued and he blames part of this failure on the ship. Right. I mean, because the other tie runs into him. Right. And then he it just goes spinning. Is that a faulty design? <laughs> oh, I, I love I love this idea. I love what you're putting out there. Just there's some failure attached to it from a lot of parties, you know, mm-hmm. uh, to almost to the degree of uh, I could totally see Palps being like, you know, this was this was my gift to you. It was a prototype. Uh, we're going to put it into service. No, not no more. Not no more. <laughs> we're going to. Uh, I know you're really attached to being a great pilot and engineer, uh, but. Mm, this is terrible. We're discontinuing your car line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I brought you into this world. I'll take you out of it. This kind of silly talk here from Palpatine. But also Vader himself, you know, he's got a bit of a temper. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he just might be like, nah, like it's some kind of like super villain from like some comic series or, you know, or something like that. Uh, the joke, Nicholson's Joker, Bob, gun, boom. It could be like that. It could be like that. So, uh, yeah, be behind that. I can see a world where, you know, he's rescued, as detailed in, in Lost Stars. Uh, the ship is brought in, maybe to engineers, to kind of look at, well, okay, why did it spin out so easy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. Vader, you know, uh, visits uh, this facility, and he just picks up the entire uh, TIE Advanced X-Wing with the Force and uh, uses it to crush the engineers, to blame them yep. for its failure. Yep, yep, and maybe crushes the TIE Advance into a little... Uh little aluminum foil looking ball. (laughs) Yep. Well, some prototypes work out and some don't. (laughs) (laughs) So that's the first part of the question. And again, uh, try to do my research. And if there's something out there that, uh, that I don't know, um, I will discover it eventually. Uh, But that's our first part of Gaz's great question. The second part is tying back to the rise of Skywalker, where uh, Ben takes what we learn is a Thai scout a ship, so it is looks like a very traditional tie, but it does indeed uh, have uh, hyperspace capabilities, which is how he gets to Exegol. Uh, and then we get that great shot of this pretty classic-looking tie fighter that he has uh, salvaged from the remains of the second Death Star, uh, sitting next to Luke's X-wing on Exegol. What do you think about that possibility that it could have been Vader's ship? I, I, I almost would find that a bridge too far for me in terms of uh, gathering around because, you know, I get it. Kylo Kylo is uh, interested in, in his, his grandfather's past and what he may have done and what he may have used. So it would it would track for me. It wouldn't be completely out of left field, but almost would be just like too direct. Uh, but I hear me out. That's if he discovers it on the second Death Star, or on the, yeah, the second Death Star ruins there. But what if he already had it? Maybe that collection, maybe it's his collection, and maybe it doesn't work. Maybe it's on display. I don't know. He likes to display things, including Chewie's gear. Just puts it on his table there, and <laughs> I'll get to it later. Which is quite frankly like my desk right now. 
So you know what I mean? I, and, and it's a, it's almost like, you know, not fair to the storytellers. It's like, you know, what do you like, Ken? Um, but yeah, if you found it, maybe not so much. But if you already had it, I don't know, it's kind of interesting. Yeah, no, I think if it was focused some, uh, if the story was arranged to be focused on Kylo and he, him collecting it or rebuilding it, I mean, certainly his prototypes that he's working on have, uh, you know, a little bit of a relationship design-wise to the old TIE Advanced X1. So you even get that uh, design theory. So I, I, I would have been interested in Kylo having that as a museum piece or an inspiration. But yeah, I think I think the way that Rise of Skywalker is structured, that idea of, look, I, I, I rejected uh, the dark side. I rejected mm-hmm. the Kylo identity. And now I just functionally need to get somewhere to help Ray. You know, what can I scavenge? I like that idea of staying focused on like, hey, I, I, you know, I am a, the grandson of Vader and the child of Han. I can make something work. Right, right. <laughs> I can fly anything uh, and I'll find a way to do it um, is I think I like the focus staying there. And I just really love that shot on Exegol of <laughs> this great, these great symbols of this ongoing battle. And then they're there now unified. Yeah, it's. It, it, that shot does work for me. And and I'll tell you, potentially on paper, I might have been like, nah, I don't know. It's a little cheesy, right? I don't know. Something about the Exegol, the the the, the look, the, the the kind of the smoky backdrop. Uh, I really do like that shot. I'm, I'm with you on that. Yeah, yeah. See these old enemies uh, being friends together in the Exegol parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, great question, Gaz. Uh, we're going to move on unless you have more thoughts, Ken, to Garrett's question. You ready for this? I'm ready. Excellent. Garrett says, with the new Star Wars colon Crimson Rain comic featuring Kira and the Knights of Ren, what are some other unexpected character pairings, interactions from different eras you'd want to see? I would want to see Kylo slash Ben Solo meeting a survivor of the Jedi Purge like Ahsoka or Cal Kestis. Mm. Wow. So that is definitely in in Garrett's uh, imagining some hope that Ahsoka and Cal are going to make it for a while. Yeah, that that uh, yeah, that that true. Yeah, but that would be especially at, at what point if it's Kylo, kind of like he probably wouldn't be happy about it because they'd probably be laying down some truth, right? Oh yeah, no, I don't, I don't think Kylo would like that. I think Kylo would be yeah. thrilled if he could find a, a, a survivor. If he if Kylo could uh, come come across uh, Quinlan Voss and try to take him out, I think he'd be very happy. Yeah, I'll I'll finish what Grandpa started right here, right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, maybe he meant that about the TIE Advanced X-Wing. I'll finish developing a good prototype. Uh, so th- these are, but that is really fun. We're, yeah. we're having some fun with it. But yes, absolutely. The idea of Kylo. Ben Solo as, as a young person is understanding from a Jedi's perspective what, what Vader and the Emperor and the Dark Side did would be really fascinating. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kylo, certainly when he is in, I want to prove myself meeting a Jedi survivor uh, is also fascinating because I think he would really want to kill them to prove himself. 100%. Um, so that those are great. Those are really cool and interesting. Uh, Ken, where do you go with Garrett's question? What pairings across eras do you want to see? Yeah, and, and I know the spirit of his question was like unexpected pairings uh, and, and, and interactions. Some of them, some of mine maybe would be expected from a certain point of view. Uh, but I'll I'll go with this. I, I'm gonna start with um, uh, uh, Baryaga and Young Chewie. <laughs> so like it, like it, right? So the Baryaga is a young superstar coming up in the 
High Republic era, Wookie, young, younger Wookie Jedi. At some point, you know, the ages are going to overlap. It's going to be okay. She always been around a bit. So, uh, you know, what would the interaction be? I don't know, but just be, it might be just one of those fun, like tip of the cap, uh, kind of like fun, uh, fun things to see. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I was I, just going to say, there's always that as kids when we didn't have a, a ton of, uh, you know, ancillary uh, uh, information. Chewie always just seemed like really down with Jedi. Like, yeah, no, Jedi, of course. Like the way he's telling. Yeah telling Han, like, yeah, no, Luke's a Jedi now. So, like, in, and obviously we know that he was live. We know from Revenge of the Sith that he interacted with them. But that would be cool for Chewie to see a Wookiee Jedi. Yeah, right. It's just, it's just it, I don't need much more to it. Just like, yeah, all right, look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Uh, only because, uh, you know, Chewie's, Chewie's in the Wookiee Hall of Fame. This we know, but Buryaga's Bur- uh, growing quick for a lot of people. Right? <laughs> he really is. Really is. He's, yeah. He's going to uh, beat out Gungi. Uh, yeah, two uh, two choices uh, here for me. As staying in the High Republic era, I'm going Markeon Rowe and a Sith. Just a Sith. Mm. Which one? I don't know. This idea of, you know, I don't need, by the way, else, I don't need the Sith in the High Republic. I, I, at some point it could work. At some point I could see them even touching upon it there. Uh, that's not this story though right now. And, and Phantom Menace was kind of the, the return of the Sith, so to speak, uh, trying to get their revenge. But Markeon Roe being this growing power, someone who's, you know, tapped into the dark side and and just his actions and his desires and his quest for power and his past a little murky. There might be something, you know, tied to Jedi or something in the past. We're going to find out all that information. But at any point in his travels of him just running into like one of the two Sith floating around secretly during this era. uh, Again, I I don't have any grand plan for the story or the why behind it other than analyzing like two creatures, two in, two individuals looking for power and what happens when they run into each other. What would a Sith think of the Nile? Probably like you're doing, Hey, you're doing, you're doing the good work, but it's still all, you know, the power I want to take. And and would the Sith need to be, and, and would the Sith be a threat to Markeon, you know? Uh, and, and, and would he want to fight, bury, run away? Uh, what, what, what would his views be on that actual organization uh, uh, popping up. Yeah, no, I think that one's great. I think there's a ton to, to think about there of, you know, the storytelling at, at which point, which Sith, and I know there's a lot of stuff in Legends that deals with this, but at which point are which Sith, like, we are quietly building and we're good with that, or, yeah, maybe we should push forward. Why don't, n- nice Nile you got here, Markian, maybe I'll take that and we'll advance things, you know? Um, yeah. And I think Markian's really got, uh, we're going to certainly learn more about exactly uh, his hatred of Jedi and that that past uh but i think it'd be really interesting if it kind of extended to all force users right if yeah because there could even be a story where you know if it's the apprentice not the master where markian proves himself by taking out a sith right maybe a sith steps to him and says yeah no i I don't think you should be doing this we're we're the real power in the galaxy and markian manages to take him out and whoever the sith master is is just like "Mm, great gotta get a new one one Uh, final one for me is uh, two of my favorite characters and, and we want more uh, content with them, but at some point, Ray Sloan and Infus Nest interacting mm. and having time. Cause I see them as characters, perhaps with similar backgrounds, similar experiences. They just looked at things a little differently and made some choices, but still maybe there's a spirit there that lines up and, and, and we know what happens with Ray. So, you know, emphasis isn't necessarily going to change her path uh, dramatically or, or change her heart, but maybe give her something to think about. It just be an interesting 
I'm, you know, P- P- Pacino and De Niro and heat conversation just across the table, <laughs> two people so like each other, but on different sides of things. I, I would be really interested in, in something like that with Ray Sloan and Infus Nest. Oh, that would be great. I really, really like that one. And, and Enfys Nest is definitely one of the characters of like, definitely would like to see uh, pop up some places. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think we've talked about it a lot, so I won't belabor it for me. I think, you know, some sort of Ahsoka Luke conversation is probably my number one. And, and I feel like, as we've talked about before, my personal take on Ahsoka's appearance in The Mandalorian Season 2, I think other people have this as well. Uh, but I feel like she has not yet connected to with Luke and she is still feeling more pain about mm-hmm. uh, Anakin's fate and, and doesn't seem to have the the knowledge that he made a better choice right there at the end. So we've talked a lot about it a lot of Ahsoka has this knowledge of of uh, Anakin's youth and Luke has this knowledge of uh, Anakin's uh, final uh, fate and better choice. And it would be great for them to, to give those uh, to one another. And of course, that huge amount of just Padme sharing. <laughs> yeah, uh, which we'll talk about more uh, along that same lines, kind of in the um, from the Padme sharing perspective, uh, Rex and Leia would be great. That Oh, yeah, that's a great one. I yeah. Not, yeah. Yeah, because I mean, Rex, in theory, you know, is, yeah. is around at times that we could absolutely cross over with Leia. Like they might be in a room together. Uh, and, you know, question of like, is Rex. um is Rex ever in a place to be aware of who Leia is once she is aware of who she is, you know? That, yeah. I, again, you, you, I wouldn't, you know, you don't think about that right away, but Canon, Canon definitely places them side by side at some point, essentially, you know, in theory. Yeah. So, I mean, they could have a real frank conversation or it could even be like, you know, uh, at some point they meet during the rebellion and, and Rex just says all these great things about Padme and, and Leia's, you know, aware of who she is historically. Right. Uh, uh, in, in a flashback, once Leia knows the truth of, uh, you know, filing that away. Yeah. Mm, like it would be really amazing. Uh, jumping forward, I got two others. Uh, one is just random. I was thinking about like sequel trilogy characters. Like who do I want to meet? Who might, who do I want them to meet? Who might still be alive? And, and this isn't great depth. This is just fun. I want Ray Skywalker to meet a very old Hondo still pulling <laughs> schemes. Right. <laughs> I want, I want Hondo to be like, I know Jedi. I know how they roll. <laughs> Not that actual line of dialogue. Not actually no. suggesting that. No. Uh, yeah, yeah, you could, I think you could, you could tie it to some of the, uh, Rise of the Resistance ride canon, right? Or no, not the Rise of the Resistance, the other one, the Falcon run, right? Uh, oh yeah, maybe they did already meet, right? Yeah. yeah, but we haven't seen it, we haven't seen it. I think your, 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 your desire, uh, still stands there of, of, of actually see them interacting. Oh, but you know, there's a book that goes with that ride. Oh, okay, yeah, there So, I think, I think I dreamed up something that, uh, a dream that I can make come true with a click of a button by ordering that book. Thank you for pointing that out. I don't want to dash your dreams there, but it'd be fun. No. Look, it'd be fun. You, you, come on, that anim- animatronic is, of Hondo is so I'm crazy. It's so good. Like, let's put Daisy Ridley in front of the an- animatronic. <laughs> yeah, all right. So, uh, Dream Fulfilled. I'll go read that book. It'll be great. Uh, Ken, let me know if this one has already happened as oh, well. Check. Uh, and this, uh, and this is one of those just like sometimes characters are connected by logic, right? Uh, mm-hmm. That this kind of character would encounter this kind of character. I, I want uh, Din Djarin, the Mandalorian, to have a conversation with Maz Kanata. Oh, God, yeah. Right? 
I mean, because Maz and her castle has been established as like, yeah, this is a place where uh, bounty hunters and scoundrels and smugglers and people who might be trying to escape those other people would naturally converge, right? So Din going there because he needs something or Din going there because somebody's hunting is there. Great. No, Maz works a lot of. I love what is it? Forces of Des- Forces of Destiny. She runs into Leia, right? The the Bausch costume maybe comes out of their exchange. Yeah, yeah. And, and when they aired a bunch of the Des- Forces of Destiny uh, on television it, mm-hmm. as a as an episode, Maz was the connecting thread. She was telling you stories. So it totally works, and, and you know, been here for a thousand years. It, it, it's uh, it's the tales of Maz is something I, I, I'd be on board for. Absolutely. Tales of Maz. And I want one of those tales to be Din. Oh, it'd be, that'd be a great conversation. Uh, any other characters that you want to see together who either haven't been together or there absolutely have been. And we forgot about it. Right. Yeah. Cause I was going to, uh, I was for a second going to say Jabba and Jar Jar, but then I was like, I don't know. Clone, I can't remember. <laughs> Jar Jar might've gone to Jabba disguised as a Jedi. I can't remember. <laughs> A lot of connections, a lot of connections. This is a great question, Garrett. Uh, Unless you have any other thoughts, Ken, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back for our questions from Patreon. No, sir, other than want to see all of these. All right, we will be back in a moment after I order that book from the internet. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash boast. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Radio. Radio. 
Hey, Four Center friends, make sure you're keeping up to date on all the great content from Jennifer Landa. Whether it's YouTube, Instagram, or TikTok, you whippersnappers, Four Center's own Jennifer Landa continues to bring you fun, informative, and insightful laughs and moments. Also, Jennifer brings her experience and perspective as a Star Wars-loving mother to her DIY projects, blogs, and more. So be sure to head on over to JennyLanda.com. That's J-E-N-I-L-A-N-D-A.com for articles like how to make your own Darth Maul sneakers or 10 unique Star Wars baby gift ideas. Follow Jen on Twitter and Instagram at JenniferLanda and on TikTok as JenniferLanda1138. Welcome back to Force Center, episode 353 in the history of the main show, the Superstar Destroyer of our fleet. We're not looking at news today because of travel and pre-recording schedules. We are looking at questions. Joseph, we've had fun already. What's coming down the pipe? Even more fun and depth with our questions from our patrons on Patreon. This comes to us from David Cornett. David's got uh, some good build-up to this question, some good uh, uh, back story to this question. So sit back and enjoy as David lays it all out here. Here we go. Much is made in Star Wars of Luke as the son of Anakin Skywalker slash Darth Vader and of their relationship as father and son. One could argue that that relationship is at the center of the original trilogy Fans discuss it too. Think of the like father, like son comparisons people made between their respective hallway fight scenes. A great deal is also made of Leia as Padme's daughter. They are both senators, yet are not averse to taking action when necessary. They wear similar costumes and elaborate hairstyles. One forged a relationship with the Gungans to enlist their aid, and the other did so with the Ewoks. To some extent, but to a much lesser degree, we get to see Leia as Anakin's daughter. The novel Bloodline deals with this relationship. Leia can use the Force. She trained as a Jedi. There seems to be much less focus on Luke as Padme's son. He asks Leia about her and says he has no memory of her. Would you like there to be more focus, both in the text of Star Wars and in discussion among fans of Luke as the son of Padme? What does that relationship mean to you? Where do you see her influence on him? One thing that comes to my mind is in the throne room where he threw aside his lightsaber. Perhaps at that moment when he declared himself a Jedi like his father before him, he could have added, I am a peacemaker like my mother before me. What do you think? Uh, well, my first thought, David, is this is great, uh, really laid out well, and such a beautiful thought about that lightsaber moment. So, Ken, let's dive in. In general, would you like to see more made of that connection between Luke and Padme? Hundred percent. Where do I? Where's the idea box for Force Center? Let's dive into Luke, the son of Padme. Uh, I, I love this idea. You and I, Joseph, just. Um, Really respect uh, the character of Padme, what Natalie Portman brought to the character, especially in Phantom Menace. She talks often about some of the, the choices that they they made in, in, in crafting that character and, and the legacy is felt. I think the legacy is there if you want to see it, but I'd love to just not have to dig uh, at times. Again, some of the, some of the time, you this great uh, Return of the Jedi throne room callback moment here by david and that's wonderful there i almost could see luke saying you know i'm a thorn of your side palpatine just like my mom was <laughs> uh, that'd be fun as well but obviously you know not yet uh, created we, we 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 get that but uh yeah number one just 
more analysis and, and, and content to help us analyze Padme and her legacy. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Just in general, the the books by E.K. Johnson have been great, but in general, I would love to see uh, more Padme discussion, thought, uh, respect, all, all sorts of uh, all, all Padme stuff. Um, I think her role in the Clone Wars animated series is also a little bit uh, under discussed. Uh, when we get uh, started again on the Clone Wars report, uh, which we'll be doing in the next couple of weeks, we're jumping in with this three episode arc that is Padme uh, and her political moral convictions and how much they animate her and you know it's powerful when you actually look at the sequel trilogy and and see how much of the plot is motivated by padme trying to do the right thing that even the jedi are not seeing what it is um so i think there's just so much to celebrate and, and discuss about the character of padme and yeah absolutely agree with david's uh whole thesis here that the original trilogy is really focused on that father and son relationship with that brief acknowledgement in return of the jedi um so i i would love to see more i have seen some fans uh tweet uh, i think i can't remember where i saw this it was a couple of years ago of a fan making the uh the distinction and sharing the opinion that Leia is a little bit more like Anakin in that she is so fierce and so determined. And Luke is a little bit more like Padme in that he is, uh, you know, very kind and very caring. Not that all of those traits aren't, um, you know, spread around through all four of those family members. But that was that's the only time I've seen like a big fan discussion of it is seeing a couple of tweets like that. How, how do you feel about that take? Um, that's an no, I think there's some truth to that there. And I, I think. Uh, you know, as David pointed out so well, just that, uh, you know, Padme with the Gungans, Leia with the Ewoks, that kind of stuff's all the way th- through, you know, those through lines, those emotional canon connections. So I think if you were to analyze a little bit more, you would probably find some of it. And I, c- I would dare say that you could probably get into George's mind and find it being somewhat intentional. You know what I mean? Where it's, yeah. not, it's not just like this, uh, you know, we're digging. We're, like it's there. Again, it's there if you want it. So I can get behind that idea a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, in, in terms of David's uh, specific question of how do we see Padme in, in Luke and what that relationship means, I, I got a couple ideas of, of places uh, mm-hmm. where I feel like I see that connection between Padme and Luke. I think, it, you know, I sometimes joke about it, but I really, really do like Luke's line in New Hope where he says, I care. Yeah. And, you know, it's kind of funny because it, it, he's coming from such a naive place where Han is so jaded and, you know, Leia's kind of focused on business. Right. So she kind of doesn't even hear it. Right. She's kind of mm-hmm. she's more mad about Han than she is listening to this young, naive farm boy who who means well. But he still throws it out there because it's so true in his heart that he cares. And I think that's such a, a strong Skywalker trait is this just fiery, powerful compassion for others. And we get to see Anakin's journey where it starts out in such a pure and good way, but then it is just twisted by fear and that compassion becomes selfish, right? It becomes, if I lose anybody, uh, it will hurt me. And Padme always had such compassion was just about like, my responsibility is to help others. And and, and I think Leia has that, um, but she's been really trained to be like, and I do this in this functional leadership role and Padme had that as well uh, but I think in moments for like Luke when he has that like I care in just that unselfish sense of compassion yeah. that he has throughout even when he makes arguably a mistake in Empire Strikes Back to go help his friends it's just the like 
somebody's in trouble and of course I need to help him, you know, help them. Uh, yeah. uh, Grogu answer, ask for help. So of course I need to go help him. He really has that, that sense of compassion that I think defines Padme so much. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm flashing to attack the clones. Where Padme's like, "Nah, nah, we're gonna we're gonna go help Obi Wan. You can either follow me or not. We're yeah, going. we gotta go. We gotta do it." Yeah, exactly. You know. Yeah. Um, I think also there's this um, there's this thread for that to me connects Luke and Padme that you know Padme's really willing to put herself in in harm's way, right? You know, she is willing to to die if she needs to for what she believes in and to protect the people she's kind of sworn to protect. And I think we see that in Luke. I think when he's just like in return of the Jedi in particular, like I, I am giving myself over to, uh, to my father, to the empire, to the Sith, you know, Mm -hmm. and whatever has to happen will happen. There's a will real willingness. And I think it attaches to that selfish version of compassion of, I am really willing uh, to to put uh, you know my actions to have my actions align with the things I say again not not traits that are that Leia doesn't have but right. I think those moments really uh, really connect you know mm-hmm. uh, even in the last Jedi I think we we see that you know the anger the frustration even the comic grumpiness but the reason that he's in such a dark place is you know he he's got these valid criticisms wrestling with the Jedi but for me what what really resonates is he's in that dark of a place in Last Jedi because he cares so much and he let his nephew down he let his sister down right you know so so you still just have that like huge defining just endless compassion for others yeah almost as if in this particular case I'd say it's a burden right Uh, but it's not something that you know it's present it's just present it's very present uh and and that decision there so yeah i love i love tracing all this stuff with padme it's overlooked david's right it is it is overlooked and and the father-son story in star wars is is very well done and very powerful and and very purposeful so it's it's easy to overlook it at times i guess yeah absolutely and and like david's saying there are a lot of signifiers that ask you to compare padme and and Leia, and they, they they ended up having kind of similar lives of of royals with and leaders with responsibilities, and asked to put their personal feelings to the side, and uh, all sorts of uh, straightforward connections. So it, it is natural, I think, for us to make those comparisons. But this one is super important, and you know, I think David's uh, idea about about Luke uh, being like Padme in the moment that he throws down the lightsaber, you know, even without a, a line that explicitly acknowledges her. I mean, I think that's one of the kind of wanted to save it for last in, in my analysis of mm-hmm. one of the hugest connections, right? Of yeah. when Padme passes, uh, she still has hope. And it's one of the things that, you know, creates a wrinkle and creates questions about uh, um, her passing, all those unanswered questions. Uh, but in terms of just reacting to what's on screen, there's still good in him, right? Yeah. that Those are her final words, that hope for Anakin. So even if Luke is not specifically acknowledging uh, his mother in in dialogue, uh, boy, is he acknowledging the spirit of his mother. You know, talk about, uh, I will finish what you started. Mm. It's Luke reaching out to, to Anakin in compassion with that belief, just like his mother had, that there is still good in him. 
And, and and there's something that I think if you sat down, George, and maybe someone already did, and I know that I don't have the prequel Star Wars archives book yet, yet one day will. But, but George could very well answer like, yeah, yeah, that's the that's one of the through lines. That's one of the things I was putting in there. You know, George does that every now and then. He goes, yeah, that was there the whole time. I just didn't I didn't tell you till now. <laughs> um, but again, again, it's there. The story, the stories, uh, this blade tells. Uh, this story tells. It's always the case. And we we've discussed this idea of Padme. Be in this moral compass, right? Particularly in the in the Clone Wars animated series, we've discussed it a lot. And over time, I think Luke finds his true north. And even when he goes on to doubt that direction at different points in his life, he still points that way. He's still the the uh, he's got that inherent moral compass in him. And and I think that very much comes from Padme. Yeah, and, and that really really strong sense of responsibility and duty that he has once he is, you know the last Jedi and he's trying to pass on what he's learned and trying to learn everything that that is very much like Padme being like, okay, great. That's, I'm, I got to take my job really seriously. Cause it's, it's uh, cause I, I am here to help others. So I got to take it really seriously. And, and Luke takes it really seriously <laughs> when he becomes a Jedi. Indeed. Yeah. Great, great question, David. We're going to move on to our final question here from Will Culbertson. Will says, now that the high Republic has given us the fun little detail that Yoda has an affinity for baking, what other types of fun, hidden talents or hobbies do you think our favorite characters from the Star Wars universe have that eventually will be revealed in due course? <laughs> I love I love the hope. Will these will be revealed? Uh, will goes on. For instance, I think there are at least four clone troopers that decided to form their own barbershop quartet. Maz Kanata at some point became a licensed notary. And I'm fairly certain that Lando Calrissian knows how to tap dance. <laughs> those are some great examples. Uh, Ken, what are a few of yours? Uh, I love all of those, but the Maz Kanata as a, as a notary works really well for me because there's always like a weird spot that's like this and we're notaries. Like, oh. <laughs> always we like sell tacos, donuts, and we can help out with your wedding license. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, this is great. This is great. Well, I, I, uh, three main choices here. I. I'll start here. Uh, Han Solo knows how to sell. Uh, he and, and like he's one of those like not to say he's gonna like uh, whip up some mittens, but like he's on his own and it's been his own on his own for a long time. You know he's gonna make alterations to his clothes. You know maybe he didn't set out to do it, but he's like I got to fix this vest. Uh, I don't like the way it sits or it's damaged. There's a blaster hole in it. And I think over the course of that, and maybe Chewie taught him. I don't know, or maybe he just he just went to space YouTube. And he, he ended up being quite the seamstress is as how I see Han Solo. Absolutely. And then that's another thing that uh, that connects Han and Poe because because mm-hmm. uh, Poe is a, a good sewer. Yeah. Or at least mar- good enough to sew up the jacket. I love that one. That one's absolutely great. Yeah, I was. Uh, gonna, I, don't, I don't know if I'd say Poe's great, but he he don't, he gets a check by the box. He, yes, he uh, he actually accomplished the task. Yeah, he's probably not doing a uh, hollow net how to videos, but. <laughs> But yeah, I liked it, especially like Han grew up, you know, as a scrum rat there. I'm mm-hmm. sure they had to make ends meet. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so that's a really good one. What's you have a total of three, right? I have a total of three, and and you mentioned you mentioned Poe. Well, that's my next one here. Poe Dameron at one point, and I don't know when. And, and now's a great time to do it with maybe you know the new New Republic, a little more calmer, a little more peace in the galaxy for this moment at least. Poe Dameron has released at some point or will release a space EP of folk rock space song. <laughs> oh, like wow. 
a little vanity project of what you've been doing, uh, Poe. Uh, you, you running the well? I go back to my uh, apartment. I, I'm just laying down some tracks. Oh, EP. And of course, Oscar Isaac himself can sing and play. Uh, we, I remember when he uh, early on, Force Awakens, before the movie came out, he actually uh, there, there was a video of him playing guitar and um, singing some, uh, you know, doing some Star Wars stuff, right? So yeah. He's got these skills, uh, and I, I can see them, and there's so much of Oscar Isaac in Poe, so let's get Poe playing some space music. Oh, that's great, and uh, I'm, I want to share mine and, and yeah. close with your your number one. Yeah. Uh, so I, I always go to a lot of these questions, too. One of my very faves is Obi-Wan, uh, but it, it's the first thing that jumped to my mind. It's similar to the baking. I think Obi-Wan is an excellent sommelier and mixologist i think you can ask him oh, about yeah. wines and i think he can make a very very good cocktail mm, yeah that's a that's a great point oh yeah, yeah. And, I, and i don't even know if he's a great entertainer i don't know how many people he likes to that house poking around looking in chests and drawers he doesn't like that but man <laughs> he'll go to your house and i'll be like hey what do you got here i'll make i'll, I'll whip something up yeah, no, I mean, I think he's discussed with Dexter. I think, you know, I think he's been to the Outlander Club before. I think he knows exactly what he wants to order. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think, you know, we didn't get to see it, uh, but I think he gave some directions like James Bond of exactly how that space drink should be mixed. <laughs> and then where's my space Jeffrey Wright to be like, uh, I'll take that too. Keep the fruit. <laughs> Hold the fruit, Hold yeah. The fruit. <laughs> Which I only remember that quote because you brought it up. Uh, <laughs> so uh, this this is a, a wild one, but we both went to musical places, which is not surprising. Uh, I think Chopper has a ska band. I don't know what he does. I don't know if he's the singer. I don't know if he just hits something. I think Chopper has a ska band. It's nice and chaotic, right? I love that idea. <laughs> I love um, then I think I think some Jedi have some hobbies, right? Because I think mm-hmm. some Jedi, uh, you oh, know, yeah. you, you're not supposed to own things, but maybe they can just make them and give them away. Uh, but mm-hmm. I think that because Kiati Mundi is often wrong, right? Uh, it makes me think that Kiati Mundi is the kind of Jedi who, even though you're supposed to be looking at both the forest and the trees, is a Jedi. I think mm-hmm. sometimes he's a little too focused on the trees. Uh, which is why he's wrong about things, mm-hmm. which makes me think that Kiati Mundi uses the force uh, to paint miniatures. <laughs> just fine, detailed work. Just really focused on it. You just got to move that brush with your mind just a tiny little bit, get into little places that, that normally people would not be able to get in when they paint their miniatures. I don't think he's got a collection. I don't think he holds on to things. Uh, you know, he's not Anakin. So I think he maybe gives them away, but I think he definitely paints them. Uh, I need this now. This is the <laughs> Marvel one shot I want. <laughs> and th- this is my final one. It's kind of similar, but probably my most heartfelt one. Uh, I think when uh, once she is a full Jedi and we are ready to see the exploits of Rey Skywalker as a Jedi, I think she makes custom action figures to give out to kids. Oh, that's so true. That's 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 that's, that's canon. Yeah, dolls, action figures. I think she knows that power. She's been through this with Luke. She knows herself as she studies more Jedi, the, the importance of a, of a symbol, of a legend. Uh, and I think uh, she wants kids to be happy the way she connects with those kids at the Aki Aki Festival. Mm-hmm. I think she is definitely saying, like, what, what do you want? Do you want a, do you want a Jedi? Uh, do you want a Wookiee? <laughs> I can make you a Wookiee. <laughs> Would you like to buy a Wookiee? Yes. Um, I think this is true. And I think there's people around her. Uh, none, none of the people that we're fans of or, or, you know, familiar with, but like, there's some people probably are like, you should, uh, you should market that, right? You should like open up a side <laughs> business. She's like, no, I do this for charity. I do this for the, ch- the children. This is for the children of the galaxy. This is not for me to profit. No. Yeah. 
This is for the joy of the children. Uh, and I don't think she even puts them in package, so you don't have to be, like me, consternated about whether you should take your custom-made Ray action figures out of the package because they're just available. Yeah. Nope. Ready for play. Uh, that's my list. Let's close with your number one. Hear me out. Character's coming back in a big way. A lot of talk about this character. Hear me out. Kira really knows Excel. <laughs> you, you know those freakishly talented people who could just whip up a chart with auto sums and footnotes and things. You, they make Excel or Google Sheets do things you never even thought possible. She knows this. Why? Because what Dryden, you think Dryden Voss knows Excel? No, no. He's just a monster looking for more power. She learned all that. She taught herself that. She knows the book. She knows how to balance the books. A lot of her power comes from knowledge, knowledge of people, knowledge of the situation, and the knowledge of what's really going on. She's clued in on that stuff. And now she's uh, coming back in a big way, but she's been kind of running things, building things. And uh, it's one of those things of like, well, I don't get it. Crimson Dawn, you know, they, they, they kind of haven't been around, but they got these fancy spaceships. Oh, Kira knows how to budget. She knows how to set up a budget program. She's on <laughs> top of it. There's so many wonderful things we love about this Kira character, but I submit she's great at Excel. Yeah, she knows how to make uh, presentations to buyers. Yep, it, I think this all tracks. I think Kira is a master of Terrace Kase and Microsoft Excel. I think you yeah. nailed it. <laughs> It's all true. <laughs> I cannot imagine a better one. I can't imagine a saying many more, but I cannot imagine a better one. So I will wrap up on on that one. That was a really, really fun question, Will. And I think, you know, we made some jokey ones, but also there's there's a lot of room. I think there's a reason that people really like that beat in the High Republic comic that uh, these characters and Jedi also like they're they're people, too, and they have interests. And I can't wait to see and hear about more of them. But that's it, Ken. Those are our questions for this Just the Cues episode. Uh, a lot of fun. Thank you all for submitting as normal. Uh, and as always, uh, you can find us on Twitter at Force Center Pod. As Joseph said, we always pin uh, our needs up there in terms of questions. So you can find it there, respond there. Uh, we are on Instagram, YouTube as well. Facebook page is Force Center Podcast. We're available on Anchor, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Amazon Music, Spotify, and more. Just search and find us. Merch is available at tpublic.com slash user slash Force Center. You can support us directly at patreon.com slash Force Center. We recently celebrated our 1,000th episode overall. And to commemorate that, there's a special poster available to top-tier supporters at patreon.com slash Force Center. You can follow me at Cadnapsock or go to my website, cadnapsock.com. Upcoming appearances are on there, including a am hosting a Star Wars trivia night at a, at a location in Victorville, California soon. Iron out the details there. Looks like September 18th. And I'll be going to New York City in October to do uh, doing some stand-up comedy out there. Uh, and as always, uh, we'd love to uh, focus on uh, things going out in the world. Uh, don't forget to go to uh, check out bethematch.org if you want to become a bone marrow donor. I actually saw something on Twitter. Someone just kind of desperately asking for some bone marrow for their their mother, I believe it was, and uh, uh, Be The Match was uh, tweeting that out. It's very important. I'm a donor. It's really easy, uh, and you're in the database for a while. Check that out. Joseph. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter. Instagram, TikTok is at Joseph Scrimshaw. You can check out my website, josephscrimshaw.com, for all of my other comedy adventures. Links uh, to my podcast, uh, Obsessed, my other podcast, Obsessed, and uh, comedy albums and future comedy shows and shows I've written for, all kinds of stuff like that on my website at josephscrimshaw.com. 
Com. Uh, for the thing I'd like to plug this week, I want to continue to make people who live in California aware that there is this big vote, this governor recall, which really has a lot of impact on a lot of things. Uh, there's a lot to read up about and really be aware of, of what you're asking, uh, what, what your voice is being asked to decide. That is coming up on September 14th. There are a lot of ways to vote before that, uh, but I think it's great for people to be really aware of these important vo- votes and to use their power. Use your power for good, not like the Sith and uh, Markeon Rowe. That is a great thing as well. That's it for this week. So for uh, Poe Dameron and his uh, musical recording career, we'll see you next time here on Force It.